I have noticed pretty much every time you mention child actors, you hear about drug use. Mm -hmm. You hear about all kinds sexual of fucked up sexual abuse. Sex, sexual abuse. You hear about all kinds of fucked up like that parents try to take the money. Yeah. Like McCullough Calkins. Financial abuse. All that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about uh, McCullough Calkins. McCullough Calkins, man. I, that's a crazy story right there. I tell you what, I heard a lot about it. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast titled Should, Should They, they do not tell, they you about tell You Should They Don't Tell Should You. They Don't Tell You About Podcasts. No, my that's name, not. It's name, not about podcasts. And my name is Steve Green, and I would like to introduce my co host, Nikki Limo Green. Hi, I'm Nikki Limo Green. And today we have a very special episode. Um, that Nikki's actually hosting for us. Yeah, today, which you, I thought was very, so you should let me host. Oh, it. I thought that was very, very good and interesting. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I'm glad you give them a preface. It's mm -hmm. like you wrote in the beginning of the book, the little, the little forward. It's like yeah. you gave me a forward. I'm for passing the on the baton. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that, co-host uh, Steve Green. So yeah, today I wanted to talk about some shit they don't tell you about child actors and the lives of these of these poor tragic childhood actors you're talking of course about um, um children who are also professional actors yes that would be the definition well, of well not people who just act like actors. children no no okay just no, wanted to clarify people like you <laughs> just before i hand the baton off just wanted to clarify that pretty key detail thank there. you appreciate it so a lot of people aren't confused yeah so i'm going to talk about um some cer like certain individuals just like kind of talk about what happened to them because they were huge child stars and then as adults, not so much. And it's like, what happened? That's always interesting to people, right? Like, what happened? Why, why were they so big and so interesting and everybody was obsessed with them and then nothing? Yeah. Right? Um, it's kind of sad. I mean, it's very sad. But most of the time it's like, oh, well, like maybe they were, they were really cute kids and then they not so cute teenagers. And so the world was like, yeah, bye. That's what people think, right? Yeah. But I have noticed pretty much every time you mention child actors, you hear about drug use. Mm -hmm. You hear about all kinds sexual of fucked up sexual sex, sexual abuse. You hear about all kinds of fucked up like that parents try to take the money. Yeah. Like McCullough Finance, Financial abuse. All that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about uh, McCullough Calkins. Macaulay Colston's man. I, that's a crazy story right there. I tell you what, I heard a lot about it. Well, we're going to hear a lot about it in a bit. So just like, let's not jump the gun. So okay. we're, I'm going to start off um, kind of in a timeline order because back in the day, like back, way back in the day, it was real bad. Like people just got away with so much more shit. There weren't unions protecting actors. So child actors like Shirley Temple mm -hmm. had like a, the most, it's so, so bad of a time. So like insane that you can't even believe that that was just accepted as normal. Right. And there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens today that you wouldn't believe is accepted as normal, but I feel like they do a better job hiding it. What happened to Shirley Temple? Okay. So Shirley Temple um was oh, she got her start everyone knows Shirley Temple I was gonna go into like who she was but you guys know who Shirley Temple is yeah, right fuck yeah. she tap dancer. danced she sang she captured the heart uh, the heart of America actually the heart of the world she captured a lot of countries hearts oh gee whiz like a lot of that stuff is that your Shirley Temple impression yeah on the good ship <laughs> Is that your Shirley Temple yeah, that's, impression? Yeah, that is. Wow. And it's mastered, so I don't I stand really, by mine. I don't want any critiques. I stand by it. mine. Anyway, she got her start at three years old. So already, like, these, anything under six, like, those are formative years. Anything that happens to you during this time is going to stick with you, right? Can you imagine you're born and you're never not famous? No, I like, can't. In, in your memory, you're never not someone right. where people are like, whoa, holy shit, you're that person? That's got to fuck you up somehow. Yeah, somehow. I mean, and three is like before you even form memories. Like, mm. I mean, I have some memories of when I was three, but like it's really vague. Mm. Right? Okay, so she got her start at three years old, but she was in these old-timey movies called Baby Burlesques. What? Where, yeah, where that they That sounds would, crazy. Yeah, they basically would dress these toddlers up, boys and girls, into like adult roles, like for funsies, like where like they were wearing outfits that adults wear. So you know how you kind of like chimpanzees that wear business suits? I fucking love it. So that's kind of what they were doing with these toddlers. So the toddlers would wear diapers, but then they would have like army 
jackets or like army hats. Um, Can I add, it doesn't just have to be chimpanzees. I've seen some spider monkeys. Okay. Like picking up phones. But you really like when monkeys act like I do. People. I like baboons, by the way, using calculators. I've seen a lot of that. And I really That's pretty enjoy funny. That as well. Yeah. So, okay, so now imagine like people really loved this when it was toddlers. I mean, I imagine that's kind mm. of what the audience of toddlers and tiaras is probably like. Like, look mm. at these little girls dressed like older women. It sounds like the people who dress them up and not the audience. I think the audience is there for a different reason. What's the audience there for? For toddlers and tiaras to yeah. watch the shit show. To watch these, oh. these parents and like be like, holy shit, I can't believe these parents are like this. Okay, I meant the audience that's in the like actual pageant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They're okay. All, those people are preening. They're like... Yeah. Oh, wow. And all that. So Shirley Temple, first she got cast in these baby burlesque, but she would play sex workers. Like she would play Holy like. Holy shit. Like, like in one, her first movie that she had a line in was called War Babies. And she wore this like really kind of skimpy outfit where like the shirt was kind of falling off her shoulders. And she's only three years old. Okay. Um, and then the like little boys in the um, show or movie would be like these soldiers that were like having a drink on their night off. And so she's like this dancer that's entertaining them. And like, she kind of like wants to get their attention cause she's really expensive. She has a line in there where she tells the boys like she's pretty expensive and then they pay her in lollipops to like get kisses from her. Decent bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a really good bit. Yeah. But no, uh, no, wow. it's terrible. No, because so, so yeah, she's basically playing, uh, She's representing a sex worker. That is crazy. I can't believe that's real. Yeah. And there's like other, like another baby is like a bartender, but um, Shirley Temple as an adult commenting about these old movies, she was like, wow, they were so explicitly sexist. Some of them were racist. Um, and they just like kind of exploited their ch childhoodness mm -hmm. in a way that like, they didn't understand what was happening, mm -hmm. but the adults understood what was happening. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so it was just really, she looks on it with sadness. Um, but anyway, she continues to grow in stardom and her outfits back then. I don't know if you've seen her um, movies, but they were like really short dresses that were designed to show off her figure. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only seen clips of little Shirley. Yeah. But. That they're, makes sense. And like, they're always like her co-stars are always like older men there. And right. she's always portrayed in this scenario where she doesn't have a mom. And like these older men have to like rescue her, uh, wow. whether they're adopting her or they're like, I don't know. She's like has to cutesy her way up to them so that like they'll. That was always my understanding. It yeah. was a lot of, well, Miss Shirley, I'll tell you what you got to do. And like, and then they do a dance number. Usually. Yeah, yeah. But there's like some pictures of. Like her riding one of the men like a horse and he she's got like a little lasso around his neck and Oh wow. And she's like spanking him. It like looks really interesting. Sexual. Um but yeah, it was under this guise of that it's like cute. I mean, she was cute as a fucking button. You put her in anything and she was still cute, I guess, was their mentality. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we can get this like cheap shtick off of this. Yeah. And then on top of that, like child labor laws back then were like non-existent, especially especially in the industry. Like right now today, it's, the entertainment industry is one of the few industries where children are even allowed to work, you know, right. for that many hours and stuff. But back then, like they would work these kids for like 16 hours and you know kids are kids they get tired and stuff but if any of them acted up or cried or like was causing any trouble or like wasting any of the studio's money they would lock them in these like boxes and they were like windowless dark boxes and isolate them from everybody else and they the floor was an ice block so they had to like they were in a dark box sitting on an ice block for oh, wow. however long like hours um and yeah Shirley Temple ended up getting ear infections and ear aches from it because uh, she was put in the box quite a few times she was what? why because the cold oh why was she put in the box yeah oh because she was a kid and so like she if she, she was, was acting up and then yeah she was doing kid things or if she cried or whatever like anything the studio didn't like they just lock her in a box yeah i can't even believe they could do that right exactly it's crazy like to the world, these kids had it made. Like they're superstars, and they're like the they just are. They capture the world's heart, but like behind the scenes, they're treated like animals, literally like just caged animals. Wow. Yeah, 
And so, um, so there was a lot of that. She also had to work, like they didn't give a fuck, like if you were sick or if you like had any issues, like she had to work the day after getting a surgery. She had to dance on her foot when it was sprained. Like she was just their workhorse. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then (laughs) there were things that happened like uh, her whole life. I feel so bad for her. So as she was like, you know, becoming, she was like started when she was three and as she was becoming more of a child, um, like there was a huge rumor going on that she actually wasn't a child, that she was a 30 year old dwarf. And it, the rumor got so intensified that the Vatican actually sent out a priest to, to confirm whether or not she was a child. Wait, how do you do that? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, so they would also like point out that her teeth, she didn't have baby teeth, but that she filed them down to look like baby teeth, which she says, she's like, that's ridiculous. So what happened was like she was losing her teeth like a normal kid, but because they were filming, she had to like use uh, dental caps or whatever yeah. to make it look like she wasn't losing teeth. Wow. Yeah. And so they took that as evidence. And and then like there were rumors that her hair was fake because it was so like perfect all the time. And so sometimes fans would like pull her hair randomly to try to see if it was true. Holy shit. And she actually said she wished that it was true sometimes because um, her hair routine to get her hair to look like that all the time was so long and grueling that it like she just wished that it wasn't so like she used to yeah she used to have to do a vinegar wash once a week and it would get in her eyes and burn her eyes what does that do to your hair i have no idea but apparently it made it shiny and ringlety and pretty but not smells good i bet i i don't know i guess not i mean usually people use vinegar as a cleaning product so yeah i don't know yeah but she had to do a vinegar wash once a week um then as she got older, she regularly had to fight off sexual predators. You know, we talked about this before, yes. but um, in her, her book, that her autobiography that she wrote, she actually wrote about some of these experiences. So when she was 12 years old, MGM was kind of scouting her and she already had a contract with Fox, but MGM called her and her mom in for a meeting. And when her and her mom got there, they were separated immediately into two different meeting rooms. And one of the producers named Arthur Freed was with Shirley and he said that he had something very special made just for her and then took his penis out of his trousers. Oh God. And yeah, he exposed himself to her and she's like three years old. She's 12, 12, but she didn't know how to react to this because she had never seen that before. So she just kind of nervously giggled and he got so upset that he threw her out of his office. So they decided not to go that direction. (laughs) I can't believe they let her in there alone. I know. Well, that's, that's what they do. They still do that. Even today. So I don't know if you've heard any of the like alleged things about Dan Schneider for Nickelodeon. Yes. Okay. So like even that, like there's a lot of actors have come forward and said that when they were cast on the show, they would get invited to these pool parties where you couldn't bring your parents. Like you had to be alone. And a lot of the child actors were excited to go to them because when you're, well, it's a pool party, but also when you're a child actor, like a lot of times you're on shows with just adults. So you don't have anyone your own age to Mm. talk to or play with or whatever. So to hear that you're going to be around like other kids is like really exciting. And they're not in schools, like they're not in public schools. So they don't get a chance to like be around their peers. So they go there and, and, um, it's like kind of like a camp, but they're like really encouraged to go into the pool part of like the pool party. Like there's hors d'oeuvres oh and games God. and stuff, but go in the pool part because that's where the most networking happens. And there's like um, people who say that like Megan Fox was there and like uh, different like celebrities that we we all know today, but they would be at these pool parties um, originally, and that's how they that's how they made their ne- their initial networking contacts. And this is all alleged. There's no way to prove like a lot of this, but like so many stories have come forward about it and um, including some stories of parents that didn't want to send their kid off alone to this camp. And then apparently their kid was like blacklisted from kids shows. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, it still happens just a little bit more discreetly today. Right. Back then, I think that it was just kind of commonplace, like, Obviously, the internet wasn't around, so people, the public didn't know about it. But, like, in the actual industry, like, people kind of knew that that shit was happening. And that's kind of, like, how everybody was treated, Yeah, I guess. Um, she Shirley, Shirley Temple, though, was, like, she was kick-ass. She dodged a lot of, like, sexual 
predators. Um, one MGM executive, uh, when she was like 17, um, she, he basically claimed since he was like this big executive, he had a right to have sex whenever he wanted with her. And she was like, uh, no, that's not in my contract. Maybe your contract. Megan Fox my... said that? No, no, no. This is Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Yeah. And then when she was 17, um, there was another guy, this comedian, this really well-known comedian named George Jessel, who invited her into his office to discuss a key role, he said, in his upcoming film. And she says, we were standing a pace apart, eyeball to eyeball, and in one swift moment, he opened his trousers and with a sudden reach uh, encircled me with one arm. I could feel his other hand groping to lift my shirt. hard on, And then, then, he, uh, then she like kicked him in the groin and basically got him off of her. But uh, yeah, that's she like narrowly escaped a lot of these like situations. One guy um, she was warned about, like if he ever approaches you and he has stockings on that, like he's about to do something cre- creepy. Oh my God. And then that happened. know that. And there's like, hey, just as a heads up. Yeah. Holy and fuck. And then so one day he pulled her aside and she noticed he was wearing the stockings. So she swiftly tried to like leave his room and he had a switch under his desk that locked the doors. So he locked her in there with him, with him. And then she basically had to like run around the furniture to avoid him. Like they were like run, like a cartoon of like a coyote Holy and a God. lamb. Yeah. Not even just like a cartoon, like an old movie. Really. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of that shit. But, in there. but it's like real. It's like wow. it's so crazy. Yeah, and that was just, like, expected, too. So, yeah, and then on top of that, um, at the end of the day, she was, like, one of the biggest child stars at the, of her time. Like, everybody knows who she is. Even today, people, everybody knows who she is. And she made $3.2 million throughout her entire career, which in today's money is, like, $100 million or something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, in her account, she only had less than $44,000, Oh my God, she got fleeced. Yeah, her dad ashamedly like admitted that he put it in bad investments and he just like lost all her money. Yeah, and he was supposed to put it into a child trust account, but he didn't do that. And there were no repercussions. She says that she forgives him though. Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah, uh, like, and that's not like... That's a lot of these kids' stories is like their parents mismanaged the money. So even if they were like wildly famous, they ended up broke like uh, Judy Garland. So yes. Shirley Temple was actually originally in talks to play Dorothy Gale from Wizard of Oz. But of course, we all know who ended up playing her was uh, Judy Garland. Um, because Judy Garland, her vocal range was just so much better than Shirley Temple and and. That was just obvious. Um, But yeah, Judy Garland, she was the youngest of three siblings. She started performing with her mom and sisters at a really young age um, because it was very clear that she was super talented. And her mom started really young uh, um, giving her pills, which she eventually got addicted to and struggled with a lifelong addiction. Um, She would give her amphetamines to wake her up and like keep her energized throughout the day. And then barbiturates to help her sleep because like the amphetamines are such an upper that it's hard to go to sleep. So you give, they give downers at night. Um, and this is basically like what continued throughout her whole life. Uh, but everyone in the wizard of Oz had a pretty bad time with their costumes. Her in particular was about her figure. So like throughout her entire career, executives, um, producers and stuff had a real problem with her weight. They would always just like call her fat they like thought she like she was like huge in their eyes like she needed like to get slimmer gets a get like just be like thin and she just wasn't like built that way so they would give her drugs to keep her thin and they also um had a really tight corset on her the entire time oh there you she go was doing- i was like wait her compared to tin man i don't think so so she had she had a really tight corset, even though she had to do singing, singing oh, musical shit. numbers and dance numbers. The corset was like hella tight because they didn't want anyone to know she had boobs either, because she was supposed to be like, oh, right. you know, really young. Um, and even though she was she was a minor, but like she was supposed to be playing like fourteen, and mm-hmm. she was like seventeen. So um, so yeah, she wore a corset, and then uh, she was given a diet of chicken soup, black coffee, and cigarettes. So she would lose weight and stay thin. And then she had a producer or an assistant like watching her at all times and, t- uh, and keeping track of every single thing that went in her mouth. And then they would report it to the MGM executives at the end of the day. To and make by the sh- way, for those of you who are judging, the doctors back then cleared the cigarettes. So it was all good. They 
they, they prescribed they prescribed that's them. correct they said it's all good <laughs> yeah so don't um, question the doctors please on top of that there were her her ex-husband her husband at the time was um later she was married at 17 yeah oh wow she, she he remarked that um she had a terrible time on set too with the munchkins or the actors that played the munchkins because they would constantly like reach their hands up her dress and Holy like shit. and they were these were like 40 year old men like grown ass men but they knew that they could get away with it so they would just like they would just which grope ones her. man the lollipop kin probably i bet probably unbelievable yeah that's crazy and she was like super nice to them she gave them like chocolates and all kinds of stuff but um but yeah they, i mean I'm sure it wasn't all the munchkins that groped her, but like even just a handful of them. Well, I would hate to blame all of the munchkins for only what one munchkin exactly. did. Exactly. Thank you. But there was a group of them. So um, another thing is she was slapped by the director, <laughs> Wizard of Oz, when she couldn't stop giggling during a scene. Um, yeah, he got so fed up with her because he didn't want like her wasting time and money. So he just slapped her. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The studios really did own you. They really did. Like you were the equivalent of cattle as an actor on any old time movie. But you got your name on lights. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, so she got super famous at the, oh, and another thing was the pay discrepancy. So she was the star of Wizard of Oz for sure, but she was only making $500 a week and it took like three years to get through all of the filming of Wizard of Oz. So she was making $500 a week and the Tin Man and Scarecrow, on the other hand, were making 3000 a week. Well, um, look, I take a look at that outfit. I tell you what, Tin Man does not look happy, man. None of them are happy. All of them were, all of the actors got fucked from these costumes. Dude, the Scarecrow probably had real straw in there, huh? The, he didn't have real straw, but he had like the prosthetics that um, made his face like look like straw and stuff like that. It ended up indenting his face for a year. Oh my God. Yeah. And then the Tin Man, um, so the original Tin Man, you know, like he went to the hospital. He got fired because he got so sick from the aluminum poisoning because they used aluminum powder for his for his silver look his tin look and he got like poisoned by inhaling so much aluminum like pure aluminum so then the second guy that they got to play the tin man um they used an aluminum paste so that the so he wouldn't be inhaling the powder but they didn't know it goes through your pores so he also got extremely sick um not sick enough to lose filming time but so they replaced the other guy then reshot all the shit with him yeah wow yeah and then the the lion, his costume, um, all of them had to be in the in wardrobe and hair and makeup for three hours minimum every single day. But the lion, um, his costume was actually made out of a lion. Uh, what's it called? The the skin Coat. of a lion, like um, the sh- sh- what's it called? The hide, Pelt. a lion yeah, hide. Yeah. Uh, it was actually like a, a full ass lion hide, so it weighed ninety pounds, and it was super, super, super hot. So he would just be sweating profusely all day long, and it was like the job of two of the assistants to dry it out every night so that he could God. get back in it the next day. And then his face prosthetics um, were so complicated that they wouldn't let him eat on his break. So he had to like eat um, milkshakes and smoothies and, st- and oh soup my, and stuff. Oh my, and dance around with that shit, yeah. bro. But then after, because the filming dragged on so long, he he like eventually put his foot down and was like, I'm going to eat food. You're going to redo my makeup. I'm going to eat food now. <laughs> I want a big plate of food. That's better than the Shirley Temple impression. You think so? I thought my Shirley was way sharper, actually. No. But I'm working on my, my line. I can't believe I just debuted it. Yeah, that was pretty intense. So anyway, after that, like she struggled with her weight all the time. And like she even she got married and got pregnant and like really just wanted to settle down and have a family and kids. And like she just wanted to do that. But the studios got so mad at her and her mom got mad at her. So her mom like dragged her to an abortion clinic and made her like get an abortion. And she got super depressed. And then they would put her back on drugs because she had to lose the weight from being pregnant. Um, Just a lot of shit. And then she... On top of that, she got fired because, like, she'd always be late and she would act out because she was addicted to drugs. This is the feel-good story of the century right now. Right? I feel so... Judy Garland, oh my gosh. rest. She's, like, the one of the saddest cases. Oh my yeah. Okay. After we come back, we're going to get... <laughs> there's the, more? Well, yeah. We have, to, we have to go through there's, some more? There's quite a few more. Oh. Those are the old-timey cases and they dealt with obviously sexual predators but as we get into the more recent cases it gets even more 
gross and um, makes you think twice about becoming a child actor or enrolling your kids into the entertainment industry. You know, when I was when I was eight, since the time I was eight, I wanted to be an actor and I had a taste of it, but none, nothing like this. Like I Shit. didn't have a taste of the creepy perverted stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I was an extra on the pest. <laughs> it's like I got to meet, I got to eat lunch with John Leguizamo and That's I was fun. like, I just want this to be my life. And like all the other kid actors that I was around, like had all like booked commercials and they were already getting like TV shows. And then, um, I ended up getting like a featured role on Power Rangers. So it That's was sick. like, I just wanted like to be a child actor so bad because it just seemed like so much fun. You just get to like play all day and like I also really liked making my own money like when I was a kid I was obsessed with making my own money because I didn't like the control of like I didn't like that my parents would just say no to me yeah when I wanted to buy something yeah. so I was like oh, I can't wait to make my own, make my own money and it was like the only jobs you could have as a kid and so I did a lot of modeling and, and acting jobs and at first I was like booking a lot like my manager was sending me out and I would like book almost every single audition I went out on and so I had like a thousand dollars as a kid like in the 90s That's incredible. I bought a Sega Genesis anytime I wanted to go to a birthday party I had to buy my friend's birthday presents with my own money whoa yeah and I would pull out twenty dollars from my checking and stuff it was yeah i was like wow i'm an adult right and luckily my parents gave me the money too that was really nice of them that's true they didn't have to yeah they could have just ate it all they could have just yeah because they took had to take the day off work to drive me to the set wow like so they could have just been like well i lost this money not working so this is payment but yeah then my manager died when i was in middle school so that's why i stopped acting mm. so who knows what could have happened because I really wanted it and um, you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get it too. You have to get really good grades at your school so that your school signs off on a permit to let you go act because you can't get a worker's permit if your grades aren't good. Mm. And then you have to be on set. Like there's a certain number of hours you have to be in school on set, but the the in school on set thing is like a joke. Like they don't teach you anything in those schools. They like basically you playing hangman for like three hours. Wow. Yeah. So, but yeah, when I hear all these stories about like kids that actually made it, I'm like, wow, I thought they had the life, the life of my dreams. And turns out they were just getting abused behind the scenes. Shit. Yeah. So when we come back from the break, get ready for some very, heartwarming joyful stories yeah sure we'll be right back hashtag sarcasm hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So Huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay, and we're back. And we're going to talk about some pretty depressing child actor but stories. First, we're very excited to talk about if you like this show, you can help support this oh, show. Yeah. By going to our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. We actually have bonus episodes every month, um, Should They Don't Tell You After Dark, as well as a We Just Woke Up episode. And um, they're both like a different vibe. They're more intimate. They are about stuff that we're going through at the moment that we haven't quite all the way processed yet. And uh, it's pretty cool. And the community over there is awesome. The bomb. We love them. The best there is. So shout out to Sticky Studios. Yeah. We also do live streams. It's, It's a good time. All right, but back to the depressing ass child's actor stories. Um, what do you know about the two Corys? Yeah, so Feldman and Corey uh, Hames. Hame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, Corey Hame killed himself. Obviously, no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. No, oh, he overdosed. 
the story is that he, like you know he had a lifelong addiction to drugs as well and a lot of that stemmed from childhood trauma mm-hmm. um but the actual official cause of death was listed as pneumonia is that true mm-hmm. wow i mean he was at the time he was like on a sober path and like oh, okay. you know clearing up but i think his body just gave out like i think just the long-term effects well, of- i guess i just lumped him in with all the all the other horrible stories mm-hmm. like that that yeah because i know he was sexually abused like crazy and they both were yeah and Corey feldman's really outspoken about it right yeah, now yeah. and a couple of instances are pretty bizarre like um he came out with a documentary mm-hmm. but it, it was set to release last year in march and it was like right before covid yeah. right and he had a live stream ticket so anyone that couldn't make it to the actual premiere they you could buy live stream tickets and watch it online but the day of the premiere the live stream went out yeah, like I remember yeah that. and then covid happened and it was almost like the whole thing got buried mm-hmm. so pretty bizarre the, the timing on that can you still get the documentary um i think so okay yeah but i yeah, think it so it kind of killed the buildup it, it really did yeah. like i didn't hear anything after that yeah, me either. i heard a lot of the buildup and then like nothing um but in the documentary he actually listed six of their abusers and one of them was charlie sheen Oh, God damn. Yeah. So apparently, um, well, both of them were molested uh, and abused as kids, but uh, Corey Hames was actually full penetration raped. And um, I mean, allegedly, sorry, allegedly raped. But he describes in detail like what happened. And um, Charlie Sheen did that? Yeah. On the set of Lucas, when uh, Corey Hames was 11 and Charlie Sheen was 19. Allegedly, uh, Charlie Sheen sodomized Corey Hames. Um, Corey Hames. Corey Hames. I thought it was Hames. No, it's just Hames. It's just Hames? Yep. Oh, okay. Let me look that up really quick. Corey Hames. Oh, it is just Hames. Yeah. Oh. That's fine. I was pluralizing it to make fun of you because you always no, pluralize. <laughs> I wasn't. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. So so that's, that's like kind of where it started. And then um, there was like some in the industry, like there were talks behind their backs like that. Oh, yeah. The two Corey's. Everybody's had them like everybody's I've had, heard that part from, I think, from his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. From Corey Feldman. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, Cor- like basically they were stars like off the Goonies and Lost Boys. Lost Dude, Boys is like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Corey I, Feldman really? was Donatello. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, there were huge t- stars when they were teenagers. They were teenage heartthrobs. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they got invited to these like Hollywood parties, right? And so the childhood mm-hmm. actors that got protected were people like Elijah Wood, whose parents wouldn't let them go to these parties because they kind of like knew what was up. Yeah. And with... They had good friends then. Yeah, with people that... With other kids that maybe didn't have... Their parents didn't have their best interests. Mm-hmm. Um, they like let them go to these parties and encourage them to network with uh, these executives and stuff. And so, scary. so like the, the Corys were drinking and doing drugs at a very young age, like 13, 14, and they were being groomed. Um, so like they would black out and they would wake up in some random room and there'd be like porn playing on the TV. Um, and other times like Corey Feldman said that Corey Haim like one time mentioned in passing like how you know like boys and men have sex all the time and Corey Feldman was like no they don't like and Corey was like yeah they do what are you talking about like it's been it happens all the time like it's just like a normal thing because that's what he was told like he was conditioned to believe that like that's what happens like that's a normal thing oh so he was so conditioned and Corey Feldman had to like actually break it down to him like that that's not okay and then Corey Feldman his uh the first person he listed years ago was he was like 14 for that or something yeah this is why when people say dude i mean not many people say it but there's all kinds of countries out there countries that to a lot of people they'd be like no way that they have very young age of consent laws so and that is fucking fucked up yeah i mean 11 is really young dude even 14 yeah fucking are you crazy oh it's so sad you can be convinced to believe shit like that and then the people in power yeah can groom you legally no problem exactly like, god yeah and then and Corey feldman was uh molested by his manager um who was his assistant uh that guy actually got did did some time um from being like from him outing him 
Um, but yeah, so so because of that, Corey Haim got got into drugs and got addicted because he was just kind of like trying to cope with the pain. Like yeah. he had just a really he's trying to dissociate so that he didn't have to think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So they could just be like a normal guy or feel like he was normal. Right. So that's, that's also really sad. And then, um, yeah, eventually he passed away and, uh, Corey Feldman pledged to like tell his story. And so that's why he like, he wrote a book and he did the, he did a documentary years ago, but I guess he had to, he was under a lot of legal pressure not to like, reveal certain things or do it a certain way and so with this one his most recent one that came out last year it was like a kickstarter campaign like it was crowdfunded so he was able to to like do it the way he wanted to do it and tell a story that he wanted to tell um the next person on the list is drew barrymore because i wanted to talk about how like sometimes you can bounce back (laughs) you know yeah this is not entered her brand at all like if you mention her name you don't think about that no 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 at all no you don't yeah you don't think about that she doesn't i don't have any sexual natured stories about her but the partying and drugs yeah that's what you that think that one is yeah so her she was born into a family of performers so her parents were stage performers um so she was like born in the entertainment industry her dad was a violent alcoholic and her mom didn't really seem to have a lot of maternal instincts. So her mom would take her to these parties when she was like nine years old. And from age nine to 13, she was going out with her mom like five days a week to clubs and parties and doing drugs and alcohol. And her mom would tell her to dance with like different executives and stuff. And like, just basically like that was networking. Right. And then she had, she became like violent and suicidal when she was 13. So her mom, um, put her into a, like a, men- a mental institution and uh, she was getting re- rehabilitated and they actually encouraged her to emancipate from her, from her parents. So she was 14 years old when she emancipated herself. But when she was trying to get her career back on track, the industry wouldn't take her seriously anymore because of her reputation of being this self-proclaimed party girl. Right. And so she would go to auditions and like be laughed out of auditions because they couldn't believe she actually showed up. Cause she was, wow. such, she was such a joke. Yeah. And so she ended up getting jobs as like a waitress and like scrubbing toilets. Like she was actually like just doing laborious jobs at mm-hmm. 14 because she didn't know how to, how else to pay for an apartment. Mm-hmm. She was living in an apartment by herself. Like she's like, I had no idea how to run an apartment. There were cockroaches. There was like people, dangerous people in the alley behind her apartment. She was scared out of her mind. And then eventually she worked her way back up into the industry. And now she has a great career. Like she became very successful, became a director, started her own production company. You know, now I, I I remember her from just like the wedding singer and like Mm -hmm. 51st dates and like, yeah. And like all kinds of her adult career. I remember her for her adult career. Yeah, me too. And I, I wasn't really alive when she was known as like a partier. I remember her from ET. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that to me is like, like huge and then uh yeah i don't remember her after but we that were kids, until she was an adult that movie came out before our time we watched it as kids later yeah, yeah you know yeah. but yeah we didn't grow up knowing like oh drew barrymore she's no. a party girl I wasn't like, that's drew barrymore either. no like, i mean wedding singer came out in sixth grade for me and uh, so like that was my i was 12 like that's my f- or 11 that mm-hmm. was like my first like introduction to her as an adult. And I remember my mom being like, that's the little girl for me tea. And I'm like, Whoa, that's crazy. But yeah. So she ended up having a good career. Um, Macaulay Culkin also escaped a lot of things that could have led to his demise. Um, so Macaulay Culkin is a very peculiar case. And, um, I mean, they, that was a family, like, I mean, his family acts, you know, his dad was a, a Broadway, a Broadway actor, I believe. Yeah. But like, ended his career kind of short and um and macaulay culkin uh was like the one that rose to the most fame i mean at one point he was like the most famous kid in hollywood you know yeah Yeah, exactly he was like shirley temple level of fame i mean even every kid now even knows who he is and this is like 30 years later nobody didn't see home alone nobody Nobody has not seen home alone so um you know, with Macaulay Culkin, he had some brush-ups with uh, maybe sexual predators, right? But he says that he learned to recognize them from a young age. Um, P. 
people have asked him about Michael Jackson because yes. he, you know, Michael Jackson obviously was accused of some certain pedophilia type situations. Yes. And Macaulay Culkin was very well known to have been hanging around with Michael Jackson a lot. And so um, in court, Macaulay Culkin actually testified and said that he um, was never touched inappropriately by Michael Jackson. Um, but he also confirmed that he did share a bed with Michael Jackson more than 10 times. And he added that the singer had an alarm in his bedroom on his bedroom door that would alert him if anyone were approaching or or was nearby. Okay, that's very normal. <laughs> like there was a walkway kind of thing where if somebody was approaching the door, it would kind of like ding dong, ding dong. That's what he testified in court. And when anyone would approach the room, like you'd hear this soft sort of alarm, like a ding dong alarm kind of thing. 10 times? Yeah, and then and then he also confirmed that he had traveled with Michael Jackson on vacation to Bermuda, spent a handful of evenings alone at, on Neverland Ranch, and he had even been given a Rolex watch as a gift from Michael not, Jackson. So, but he says that he's been, never been touched inappropriately. And Corey Feldman also had a close relationship with Michael Jackson. And he says that like, even though they had a falling out, he was never touched inappropriately by Michael Jackson. Okay. So, and he's very outspoken about Mm -hmm. pedophilia in hollywood so you know i don't know that's that might clear you see up what something. Falling out was? no mm. he says he doesn't want to talk about it but huh. that they had a falling out yeah and then um you know uh regarding money with macaulay culkin uh everyone kind of knows about that it was very public mm -hmm. when he he actually emancipated from his parents at 14 because they well one he didn't have a good relationship with his father his father was kind of abusive and like would like Con like consistently humiliate his kids and like kind of like what michael jackson's dad yes did. exactly Joe jackson and at one point there the dad was gone for like three weeks and the kids the babysitter commented that the kids hadn't even asked where their dad was because the kids all just didn't like him wow um yeah so after at when he was 15 he took his parents to court in hopes of gaining con total control over his 17 million dollar earnings the battle was arduous, bitter, and public, and ultimately ended with the child actor's total emancipation. He did receive control of his money, though. I had thought that his parents kept all the money, but he actually got control of his money. Uh, so he, so Brittany's lawyer needs to step down for that guy's lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, here's here's where I've. This is one of the creepiest stories, though, because um, you know Heather O'Rourke. Heather O'Rourke. It rings a bell. So she was the little girl in Poltergeist. Okay. That's right. You've told me about Heather O'Rourke many yeah. times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's very disturbing. And all of it is not confirmed alleged stuff here. So I'm not, you know, just so you know, like yeah. it's all alleged. But Macaulay Culkin actually went on a French radio show and exposed a lot of this pedophilia stuff going on in Hollywood. But it's all been deleted. But there are records of it. Um, but he was on this French radio show and he basically, um, he said, he, okay, that there was a articles that came out after he was on the show titled Macaulay Culkin live on French radio exposed disturbing news, satanic Hollywood elites, quote unquote, use children during rituals. I was lucky enough to escape the big screen. Um, and then there was another one titled that uh, formal child star Macaulay Culkin has blown the whistle on the entertainment industry elite to reveal that Hollywood studio executives are bloodthirsty Satanists who ritualistically murder child actors. He said that he um, he basically says he got out alive because he was a smart and suspicious kid who got too famous to be killed like some of the other kids. Did you see him saying this? I did not see him saying this. this oh, okay. These were articles written after the fact, after the, after, after it was deleted. Wow. So because it started going viral and then all of a sudden it was deleted. So supposedly this is what he said in the interview. So I'm just, just to clarify, yeah, no just to clarify 100%. This is like, I just like going into creepy, yeah. creepy land just because yeah. it's like, you know, if this is true with the Shirley Temple, Judy Garland shit, this is all confirmed stuff, mm -hmm. okay? Then th is this that far off the track, you know? Right. So, you know, it's interesting hearing these stories, but um, according- I mean, I've never heard anything like that crazy. Like, that's wild. That there's like Satanist pedophile rings? Well, no, no, <laughs> that I've heard about, but I'm talking about like sacrificing kids. Like, hmm? like that, sacrificing children. Oh, right, like, okay. Like famous children or anything like that. That's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's weird that it would be any sort of child star because you'd think that people would dig up on, there's always like a where are they now type of thing. Like, I yeah. feel like, I don't know, maybe they moved on to, to well, like, maybe, I mean, dude, and maybe, you know, this is a and theory maybe, for me. Yeah. But I don't think a grown man has an alarm on his bed to alert if somebody's coming down the hallway and he spends the night with kids and all this kind of shit. Yeah. If he's not like trying to get his jollies in some way. And be an, a shitty person, but um, if like if Macaulay Culkin was like the most famous kid in the world, then why yeah. would you like do that to somebody with power, right? Right. I think he probably did that from what I've heard from the accusers mm -hmm. to people who didn't have any real power. Yeah, so that's what he says, or oh, okay. supposedly says. So that's why he said that he got away from them because he was too famous to be killed. Right. Well, I'm talking about Michael Jackson, though. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then also there's like, you know, some pedophiles like a certain type and not another type, you know? It, right. it doesn't necessarily make them not pedophiles. Not saying that Michael Jackson's a pedophile because I don't know. That's all alleged Neither stuff. But I'm just bringing up like what was said in court. That's yeah. what was said in, by Macaulay Culkin in court. So anyway, um, but at one point when Macaulay Culkin was 11, and this is in this French radio show that who knows, you know, like this is what what they say he said on there. Um, during the interview, he claimed that children in the entertainment industry learn very early to recognize which one of them want to abuse you and which one of them have even darker tastes. He explained that some Hollywood executives wear skin trophies, explaining that he was 11 the first time he saw human leather. Culkin said he was filming Home Alone 2 in New York when he was ushered into a back room on, on the set. There was a guy in there, a powerful executive suit type, you know what I mean? He tried to make re me relax by giving me a can of Coke, started telling me about the nature of the industry. Basically, he wanted to cut my parents out. He wanted to be my guardian. He said he he would make me into the biggest teen star in history. He said, I had it all, but that I had to get rid of my parents. I was like, dude, I'm 11. He said, you're a man now. Colkin, who has been living in Paris, France since 2003, then explained that the man began to make his intentions clear. He started breathing really shallow. My experience with perverts kicked in. I could tell he was interested in me. He licked his lips and told me I was very handsome. I think I managed to say thank you and started thinking about how I could get the fuck out of there. Dude, I'm 11. Then he reached into his case and took out a crack pipe. He put it in his lap, took out this huge lighter, and continued to gaze at me with this overpowering sexual desire. I was just staring at him. I think I said something like, Dude, I'm 11 again. I remember he said to me, it's a celebration, little man, to celebrate your upcoming success, your many successes. Come, sit back down. I ran out of the room, but I ran straight into this other guy who was outside the room, and he grabbed me by the arm and threw me back inside. He lit the pipe and blew the smoke in my face. He told me to look at his shoes. He said they were made from the skin of children he and his friends had murdered. He said leather made from human skin is the finest leather known to man. Death of a child star. Macaulay Culkin said that the Hollywood executive then dropped a heavy hint about the provenance of the skin used to make his shoes. He asked me if I knew Heather O'Rourke. Yeah, I remember her. I grew up watching Poltergeist. I remember her in Happy Days. She was so cute. Then it dawned on me what he was getting at, and I vomited all over his shoes. Heather O'Rourke was an American child actress discovered by a Steven Spielberg when she was visiting MGM Studios and later cast as Carol Ann Freeling in the horror film Poltergeist. She had the movie's most recognizable line, They're here. After years in Hollywood system, Heather O'Rourke died suddenly and unexpectedly at the age of 12. The official cause of death, death was listed as, quote, heart attack and septic shock caused by, quote, mid misdiagnosed intestinal stenosis in 1988 though many people were left wondering if there was a more tragic story uh, and then McCoy Culkin says let's just say I went off the rails after my experience filming Home Alone 2 I'm 37 now and I'm still processing everything the things I have seen McCoy Culkin said before trailing off and abruptly changing the topic this interview was in 2018 Jesus. Yeah, there's also these pictures of guys wearing red shoes, which this is when you start to go into like conspiracy land because you see all these like high profile executives and they're wearing red leather shoes, which mm -hmm. is like symbolic of a secret society. Like that's like a secret society thing, but we don't know like the the origins of the leather shoes. Like do they represent, you know, children with the blood from their murders or I whatever or rituals yeah. or whatever? But then there's these art pieces where all these girls are wearing red shoes as if it's symbolic to like what's going to happen to them and then they're like all tied up and Could they're like little kids party though well you may know what happened to her damn all right good point so yeah so heather or rourke there was an interesting there's this site that has like a supposedly a top entertainment lawyer that kind of like 
tells behind the scenes things and he's like said a couple of things pretty accurately like the predicting zoe 101 getting pregnant and all this stuff okay so um heather o'rourke died when she was 12 and the whole story is that she had some intestinal blockage right like something that they didn't they missed that they didn't know was there and she died really suddenly um after a bowel obstruction but uh there as the story goes with this entertainment lawyer he says and this is like we can't confirm the entertainment lawyer so this is all still alleged we can't confirm any you can't of confirm this shit. any of it but this is just like we're just in storyland yeah we're in storyland and these are the what these are rumors circulating the internet what if okay and so this as he says that he says back in the mid 80s it was peak child molesting time in hollywood there was no internet there were very very few mobile phones children came to the set where they were left alone by their parents that still happens mm-hmm. um, for the next eight hours they were subject to every kind of horror thing you can imagine drugs were commonplace they were used to try and get the kids to not be hysterical when being assaulted producers loved casting shows with kids and tweens if someone pitched a show that involved a handful of tweens with a dozen tween extras per week it would get a green light even if the show was going to suck and everyone knew it was going to suck if you got the right pedo at a studio he would just say yes to come for the casting and taping of the pilot as sad as it is to say if there were a lot of parents who told their kids to go off with the nice man in the suit and do it he says it was sick 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 time it was just past the mid 80s when a producer came up with the idea of a tween show that not only would feature a rotating cast of extras but would make the studio a bunch of money because they would film quickly and not hire any adults further the faster they filmed the more time they would have to molest all the kids that would be hanging around from the first day it was the worst place on earth if you were a kid the studio where the show was filmed also had several other shows being filmed there most of which featured uh, lots of children executives would drive over to hollywood right before lunch and would stay at the studio for several hours each day Anyway, this particular on this particular show, there was a special guest star, a very special guest star, still not a tween. Everybody knew who she was. Executives flocked to the studio that day to see her. She was first molested when she was five or six and had continued to be molested throughout her hit movies and also on a previous show. One of the stars of the show who has spent her, her life bouncing in and out of rehab because of what she saw and who was actually nominated for awards from the show described the atmosphere that day. And she says, and this is supposedly from an actress that was there on the set that was on the show she says a bunch of fucking pigs i had just turned 12 or 13 i was the same age as the actress coming in maybe a little older we'd been shooting for months and i was old news they knew i would do whatever they wanted but they always wanted something new someone new this was someone new and someone they all knew they all they had it set up like a peep show almost she had finished shooting that morning and they brought her out on a stage the stage was used most of the time for a game show that was taped there that game show is still on today i can't watch it knowing what happened to her there they brought her out on and the front for the front four rows of this theater were filled with guys who were already rubbing themselves the girl was wearing a bikini the show took place around a beach so that just so they could make these girls wear next to nothing they had her walk around um under the lights the lights were focused on her and she couldn't really see out into the audience she was squinting it must have been blinding for her they had her walk back and forth and then they had her start dancing all these guys were doing what another star at that same studio got busted for they this went on for about 20 minutes then three of the guys took her to a different area of the studio the actress didn't see what happened but after 45 minutes one of those three guys came running out and said he needed a set medic apparently they had inserted something inside the girl and things were bad the medic came out and the ambulance came the parents of the girl were told some crap story the crap story ended up killing the girl because the parents believed the executives two weeks later the show finished shooting six episodes all at once and then everybody was sent on their way forever no one wanted the kids around or any of the witnesses to uh, to what happened um there's yeah so people put it together because those were the details that were giving that it, that the actress was most likely heather the guest star that had to go to see the set medic um because heather was acting in the 80s and she was not yet a tween had hit films television appearances so that matches the and the lawyer claims that the girl was first molested at five or six heather was discovered by steven steven spielberg and had her first acting role at the age of five in a show called fantasy island so that matches and the exact television show that these events occurred on the television show was rocky road um but they can't be verified 100 percent. but the clues seem to indicate that it's rocky road and it was filmed in the same studio as jeopardy which is still running today great show and Wee herman who was alluded to for being busted masturbating in a theater uh that matches or at least makes sense and a medic needed to be called because something had been inserted into the girl which ended up eventually killing her this could match because heather died of bowel problems i see 
So it all that is crazy. Isn't that nuts? And so fucking sad. I, I think that one, I just like that one stuck to me for so long. Yeah. And who knows if it's actually true. We sure hope not. We really do hope not. But it's just it's weird that it suddenly happened, mm -hmm. you know, and then you hear all these other stories of things that happened to these kids. And I'm like, wow. So, boy, yeah, dark dark uh lives of childhood stars not, uh kev uh, what's his name Corey feldman says if anyone's ever thinking about letting your kid be a child star just don't and like let them be a kid just let them be a kid for sure yeah holy god i mean and this all started i started going down this rabbit hole because uh, all these amanda Bynes videos started popping up in my youtube feed and um with amanda Bynes, it's kind of like a similar situation to britney but it made me wonder like how come it's like all these child stars? Yeah, dude, I mean, it's pretty. And with with Amanda, with Britney, with um, like Michelle Trachtenberg, with the Olsen twins, like they, those were Lindsay Lohan. Those were all like people that I was kind of like jealous of as a kid, yeah. where I was like, man, I wish I had their life. Like they're the same age as me, and they're the like, especially Amanda Bynes got getting to be on all that, which was like my dream. It's like the SNL for kids. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, she's so lucky. And then she got her own show. But then like all this shit that happens and you hear all these stories and, you know, they're all alleged, but like with Jan with Dan Schneider and stuff and foot fetish stuff, but it's just kind of creepy. And then like um, all the parents that kind of, the parents that let their kids do these things, there's like hidden motives. And yeah. And there's financial incentives. And financial incentives, exactly. Heavy, heavy ones. Yeah. Wow. So it's like kind of bananas and i feel so bad my heart goes out to these these child actors and of course it's not all child actors i mean i mentioned elijah wood mm -hmm. earlier there is a path that you can take and be an actor and not fall into these circles of entrapment yeah even macaulay i mean he got his money dude that's crazy yeah but that's i'm but yeah it's just that the chance like the, be, taking that chance you know, mm. not knowing like your kids on set for eight hours and like not knowing exactly what happens. Yeah, that's that's not. And no, like no kids, good. you know, even not childhood stars, like even just kids who get molested, like or uh, abused or whatever. Um, a lot of them don't tell their parents because the abuser tells them like all these bad things are going to happen yeah, if we'll you kill say them, anything. We'll kill your parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it makes sense why none of the kids would would talk, but. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really sad. And that's some shit that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. For sure. I mean, we're just now kind of hearing about all of it. But I'd say it's within the past decade that people started talking about all the horrible things that happened with Judy Garland. I know when I was a kid, I had always heard that Judy Garland got fired from her jobs because she was always late and she was doing drugs. So That's it was like, the kind of shit they do. Look at what they yeah, did to Britney. Exactly. It's, it's the exact same so shit. So it was always blamed on... The, the media is a weapon. Yeah. And you have to realize that everything, I mean, dude, even NFL news, right? So like, okay, you might not care about this. I'm just talking about, I'm, not, I'm just talking about how the way that it works, right? Yeah. So like the Colts, we just picked up Carson Wentz. He's a quarterback. And the Eagles, they dealt Carson Wentz to the Colts, right? And the Colts are going, hey, cool, we got him cheap. Um, I think we, you know, everyone's going, oh, the Colts won this trade because the Eagles are going to get, are going to uh, ship off Carson Wentz. And then they still have to pay for a huge chunk of his contract. But guess what leaks the next day in the news? It, oh, Carson Wentz, you know, had all kinds of problems like in Philly. And like he was not listening to coaches. And like, they, why did that leak out? Because Philadelphia is trying to say, we won the trade. We're actually really smart. Yeah. And that's why. And then these news guys, these reporter guys, they're just waiting there for articles and for things to say about it. So they get an official source. Hey, it's the Eagles. Hey guys, did you know Carson fucking sucks ass actually? And like he he doesn't care about getting coached and like he was super intimidated by Jalen Hurts and all that shit. And and then, you know, everything in media, sports media. Yeah, like it's, it's like you're all, not a you're not a person. It's maneuvering, right? You're a product. You're exactly. a commodity. You're an item being talked about and like manipulated and and Yeah, you're we're trying to and, tilt you a different way so people see you this way. It's branding. Branding. Yeah. It's all branding. Image, branding. Yeah, it fucking and sucks. You, and for the long I mean the 
public for the majority like eats it up. Like if enough of the media is saying one thing about a person, yes. everyone just starts believing they it. They don't stare between the lines. They go, well, yeah. Britney must have lost her shit because she shaved her head. She's fucking insane now. Yeah. Did you hear that? It's she not shaved her head. Years later that people are like, oh, I knew it was the, it was some other thing. And yeah. I knew, and like, no, then. Where were you? Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like how did that headline become so pervasive and how come everyone said the same thing yeah that's why i'm always hesitant when everyone's saying one thing i'm always hesitant to just agree with that one thing because yeah I, you, if you just see it done one time mm -hmm. then you can start to see the pattern how it's done to all kinds yeah, once of it's a pattern yeah. it's like how is it happening like so this much. frequently and in the same way mm -hmm. like it's always like drug overdose drug overdose they're drug crazy overdose. they did themselves all the shit yeah and you don't you don't look into what caused them to get into the drugs yeah or any of that kind of shit it it's just wild really bizarre yeah so anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. If you like the show, give it a thumbs up. Go on iTunes, rate us five stars, share with your friends. It really helps that us helps out a lot. lot. That's helps probably like lot. the thing that helps the, the most or, is if you sure. really share it with your friends and tell them how, how great we are. Thanks it, for coming to Story Time. Completely made up Story Time. Completely been... made up Story Time. All alleged. Nothing's real. That's it's right. all conspiracy. We don't know. We know nothing. I'm just reading things from the internet. It's all, a, know, it's all rumors. All we know is that we love you. That's not a rumor. That's something we know. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye.